Animaniacs, welcome to the Needless Things 2019 Halloween Special, where we will be talking about spooky songs, nightmarish news, and all manner of pop culture creepiness. I am your host, Phantom Troublemaker, and I want to kick things off with a song from our pals, Radio Cult. By the films, light I hurry home, knowing what's in store, by the television's glow, I sit and Welcome to Needless Things News, where we tell you about the hottest toys available now and on their way to your shelves. Coming in summer of 2020 from Boss Fight Studio, available now for pre-order from the Boss Fight Studio store, the Legends of Lucha Libre action figures Wave 1, which includes Penta Zero M, Ray Phoenix, and two accessory sets, Lucha de la Muerte and Lucha Extrema. Both figures include multiple hands and heads and are compatibly scaled with your favorite wrestling action figures. The accessory sets are an expansion of this line and include things like breakable tables, kendo sticks, light tubes, extra heads, barbed wire, folding chairs, and breakable cinder blocks. 
This is a wild wave of action figures and accessories, not quite like anything that we've seen before, and yet, as I said, compatible with things like the WWE Elite and Basic Series from Mattel. These will be equivalent height, scaled, and ready to play, featuring multiple points of articulation, possibly the most articulated professional wrestling action figures you have ever seen. They are appropriate for the Halloween season because Pentagon, excuse me, Penta Zero M, copyright reasons, is one of the genuinely most scary wrestlers on the entire planet, and his tag team partner, Ray Phoenix, is another bad mofo. This is a great wave of figures and accessories, and if you pre-order the entire wave at once from Boss Fight Studio, you will get autographed pictures of Penta Zero M and Ray Phoenix. Keep an eye out for more from Legends of Lucha Libre from Boss Fight Studio. Gross for one, gross for all, we play with our horror balls. NACA has teamed up with some of the scariest names in the game to bring you freaky, frightening fun in new horror ball foam balls. These monstrous mashups combine the squishy foam balls you know and love with favorite horror franchises. And NACA recently announced The Fiend, the Misfits mascot, which will be coming in January 2020. But if you can't wait to get your hands on some balls then coming in november at the end of the month is the second assortment of horror balls featuring chucky pennywise from the current it movies and pinhead all lovingly sculpted and detailed in the wacky fun mad balls style now I have to tell you guys, I don't know that these are actually mad balls. It seems to me that there has been some uh, uh, a kerfuffery with the actual mad balls brand. I'm not sure what's going on with any of the companies who've been working with mad balls for the past few years, and that includes Kid Robot and Mondo. Mondo and Naka both seem to have sort of branched off. And uh, I think it would be a real shame if they decided that they didn't need the Mad Balls brand on these products anymore. But that does seem to be the case with NACA. But whatever it is, keep your eye out for the second wave of Horror Balls. And in January, The Fiend. We've teased you with things to come. Now it's time to tell you about things you can buy right now in current events go to super7.com and order yourself wave two of their universal monster reaction figures this is the relaunch of their universal monsters line all new sculpts with highly detailed paint jobs these are gorgeous figures with five points of articulation that feature card art by the incredible ed repka Included in this second wave are Frankenstein's monster, the Bride of Frankenstein, Dracula, the Phantom of the Opera, the Invisible Man, and Gilman from Revenge of the Creature. Now, this is a very different Gilman figure that has chains on his ankles and wrists. Very cool look, 
all of these figures have incredible paint jobs that make them stand out from any other retro action figures of the Universal Monsters that you might have. Also available right now from NECA's online stores, which means eBay or Amazon, is the Sam 8-inch scale cloth figure from the film Trick or Treat. Now, you know Sam, you love him. He's the new mascot of Halloween. Michael Myers is jealous over how popular this kid has gotten. This is a Mego-style Sam that is in scale with Nika's other 8-inch cloth action figures, which means he's about 5 inches tall. He includes a removable mask, a lollipop, and a bag of treats, if you order it from NACA's Amazon or eBay stores, the retail price is $30.99, but you're going to have to pay that shipping, which is around $10 or so. But you're going to get it before your local retailers get it if you order it direct. That's the price you pay to get things first. Be an early adopter. Bring Sam home before Halloween, maybe, and uh, order from NACA today. We're back on the Needless Things Podcast. How wonderful! Yes, it's truly delightful to be here. Well, what are we supposed to do? I think the host was short on ideas and wanted us to be funny and spooky. Well, we should be able to manage that, right? Go ahead. What? Go ahead, do something funny and spooky. I, I know. Tell a joke. A spooky joke. Yes, tell a spooky joke. On which day are ghosts most scary? I don't know. On which day are ghosts most scary? Friday. Oh, well, maybe try again. What do witches race on? I don't know. What do witches race on? Vroomsticks. <laughs> oh, Igor. I don't know if we're going to be invited back on the show. I bet we'll be back later for another segment. He's still running short on ideas. All right, well, we'll see you later, everybody. Atlanta horror punk band The Casket Creatures have been dear friends of mine for years now. It has been my privilege to watch them grow and evolve and become better and better and better with each passing year and every single release. In 2019, they are at the peak of their supernatural awesomeness with the release of their new EP, Folk Lore, available on October the 31st, 
or at any of the Casket Creatures shows during the month of October. But we're not going to talk about folklore right now. We're going to take a little trip back in Casket Creature time to the year 2011 and the release of the album Tales from the Unknown because all fandom has to start somewhere and mine started then with the little baby creatures. There is a song on that album called Bad to Hearse. It is the second track on the album, and it became stuck in my head for all infinity and is one of the things that made me fall in love with these guys. So right now, I'd like to take you back to the uh, the crypt of the casket creatures, if you will, and play Bad to Hearse. Yeah! 
Intergalactic Rockers Super X-13 from their 1998 album Ain't Life Grand. One of the greatest albums of all time, I kid you not. I hope you're enjoying the music here on the Needless Things podcast. And now it is time to get into some scary stories. Cold as Clay. A farmer had a daughter for whom he cared more than anything on earth. She fell in love with a farmhand named Jim, but the farmer did not think Jim was good enough for his daughter. To keep them apart, he sent her to live with her uncle on the other side of the county. Soon after she left, Jim got sick, and he wasted away and died. Everyone said he died of a broken heart. The farmer felt so guilty about Jim's death He could not tell his daughter what had happened. She continued to think about Jim and the life they might have had together. One night, many weeks later, there was a knock on her uncle's door. When the girl opened the door, Jim was standing there. Your father asked me to get you, he said. I came on his best horse. Is there anything wrong, she asked. I don't know, he said. She packed a few things and they left. She rode behind him, clinging to his waist. Soon he complained of a headache. It aches something terrible, he told her. She put her hand on his forehead. Why, you're as cold as clay, she said. I hope you are not ill and she wrapped her handkerchief around his head. They traveled so swiftly that in a few hours they reached the farm. The girl quickly dismounted and knocked on the door. Her father was startled to see her. Didn't you send for me? she asked. No, I didn't, he said. She turned to Jim, but he was gone, and so was the horse. They went to the stable to look for them. The horse was there. It was covered with sweat and trembling with fear, but there was no sign of Jim. Terrified, her father told her the truth about Jim's death. 
Then quickly, he went to see Jim's parents. They decided to open his grave. The corpse was in its coffin. But around its head, they found the girl's handkerchief. Cold as clay. The witching hour is at hand Beneath the moon, across the land A bloodlust is in the air Some rotted meets what you demand Rising up from the grave Sexy undead zombie rave All you nasty boys and girls Come on and feast on my decay Maggots and worms, what you perspire Thread your flesh with a rusty wire Been so fucked, let me give it new meaning You never got in head to the next snaps cleanly Don't judge me When I'm on a dead body, body I like to get a bit naughty That was Lace Sexoflex from their 2013 album, The Naughty Contest, from Gigglebox Electrosex Records. Lace Sexoflex are a legendary band. If you have not heard them, go now to LaySexoflex.com. Download all the music you can, and you can get The Naughty Contest, their final album, their masterpiece from Amazon for only $5.99. It will make every season of the year sexier. Sexiest motherfucking band in the world, y'all. They sexoflex. Now, speaking of sexy bands, we've got another treat for you coming right up. The soundtrack for the apocalypse. This is the sound of civilization ending and a new world taking shape. 
Initially a home studio project started in 2003 under the name Kill Baby, Kill. The KBK delivered its first apocalyptic testament to the public in 2010. From that moment forward, the band set out to deliver the message of destruction and hope to the masses with a tour schedule that has seen over 150 dates in 23 states, sharing stages with such legendary and or critically acclaimed artists as The Men, Man or Astro Man, Southern Culture on the Skids, The Oblivions, Jucifer, and hundreds of others. The band self-released its debut EP, Sometimes They Come Back, in 2011 to critical acclaim and unexpectedly large sales. This led to signing with legendary surf garage label Deep Eddy Records in Austin, Texas. In 2013, the band followed up their debut EP with the first full-length album. Corridor X was met with great reviews and unexpectedly high sales, becoming profitable for Deep Eddy Records in less than two months. 2015 was ushered in with a name change to the KBK to avoid confusion with a certain white power band from Belgium and a renewed sense of being for the band. Their schedule was slowed in order to allow time to write new material and rework their stage, show, and aesthetic. In July 2015, the band debuted the new live show and proceeded with spreading their apocalyptic testament to the world. This year, they released Acute Exposure, the first 10 years, a collection of the greatest songs from the KBK, and right now we are going to play for you on the Needless Things Halloween special, Hunting for the Dead. What are we looking for? Yeah, Sheriff. What are these things? They're dead things.
And now for a word from our Bobby. Hi, this is Bobby Nash. And the question was asked of what made me a horror fan. And I'm a big fan of, of being scared, being shocked, being thrilled. I'm not so much a, a, a fan of the gore of those of that that's to me is not scary what i like are the 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 build-up you know something's coming and you can feel it and it just grows and the anticipation gets heavier and heavier and you know something's coming and the first time i can remember experiencing this was with jaws which i know is not what most people think of as a quote-unquote horror movie but really the horror comes from not when the shark is necessarily doing things, but when you know it's coming and you don't know where it is or what it is. And I like that, that primal, natural, this, is, this could really happen. These creatures really exist. And those type of things are fun to me. And I enjoy a good scare. I enjoy a good monster you know, real or imagined. I love those those types of horror movies. And so when I when I gravitate toward a horror movie, those are the ones that I'm looking for. I want to be startled and scared and, you know, get the blood get the heart pumping and the blood rushing and the adrenaline going to match what's happening on the screen as characters run for their lives or try to stay one step ahead of the monster. To me, that's horror.
You have just experienced the brutality of Kamikaze Zombie from their album The Destroyer of All Things, available wherever you get your music. And now it's time for the two-minute movie review. Alright, welcome Phantomaniacs to the two-minute movie review, where I have, you guessed it, two minutes to review every single horror movie that came out in 2019. I'm going to put two minutes on this clock and review as many horror movies as I can from this year, because this is the big Halloween special, and I wanted to do something kind of dumb, but also kind of exciting, and challenging too because you know i've been doing this podcast for kind of a long time now and i like to find new stuff to do which this whole entire episode is an example of that i hope you enjoy what you're hearing if you like this let me know and maybe i'll do future seasonal specials in this sort of format although i gotta tell you uh i don't know a whole lot of christmas bands so it may be a little tough to do in december for the next holiday season uh maybe the guys will finally get that christmas creatures thing together that i suggested so many years ago but uh anyway this has been a lot of fun but also a lot of stress i will do a final uh sort of conversation thing at the end where i'll talk a little bit more about why the heck this happened but right now let's put two minutes on the clock it is time for the two minute movie review okay uh midsummer it was really well done it was beautiful nice to look at lots of great acting uh the stuff that was disturbing was pretty disturbing but it took a long time to get where we were going and i just don't have that kind of time to devote to a movie that slow and predictable like nothing happened that made me go oh i didn't see that coming uh okay scary stories to tell in the dark Uh, they really fudged this one it had some cool creepy creature effects uh and it it looked cool but they shouldn't have made it one big story uh they really should have made it an anthology movie that would be a whole heck of a lot better like creep show uh okay uh annabelle comes home i really liked it it was cool it felt like a really long extended blu-ray special feature but you know what that's okay i don't have a problem with that they got in tons of time in the the artifact room and i will never ever ever want to see feely mealy which is a real game and that's fucking disturbing pet cemetery i thought it was a great update newsflash for everybody the old pet cemetery fucking sucks uh it was a great twist on the story i liked it and it was another bleak ending like the mist us best film of the year brightburn exactly what you expect but that's okay because it's messed up and weird and very james gunny and i hope we get another one because it was awesome the dead don't die also the best movie of the year it chapter two uh did they switch did andy muschietti like disappear from the planet and they had brett ratner direct this thing what a piece of shit the curse of la kind of slow not necessarily bad but velma doesn't do so well without the rest of the scooby gang oh look it's in the controverse cool happy death day to you uh, it, it was fun. It was a whole lot of fun. It did some crazy shit that I didn't expect. Uh, it, it was awesome. Three from Hell. 
worthy entry into the series. Uh, it was cool. It was a little bit lighter, but still fucked up. And uh, and, and that's all the time that I had for the two-minute movie review. What a weird concept to have come up with and fortunately funny how that worked out i only covered the horror movies that i happened to have seen this year what a what a crazy silly thing to have worked out that way exactly right uh now it's time for another song now earlier on i played a song from the band super x 13 uh, which, as you may know, features a gentleman named Shane Morton, who I have a great deal of respect for and think is a general badass, hardworking dude. Uh, he went on to form another band called Gargantua, and I'm going to play something. For, Gargantua is one of my all-time favorite bands, I shit you not, uh, not just because uh, Shane is in it and because the guy who did almost all of the tattoos on my body, Richard Davis, who now does uh, film scores and is still tattooing, uh, was in Gargantua. I genuinely think they're one of the best bands ever. Uh, I think their album Voyage to the Bottom of Laguna Negra is it's one of my top five albums. Like no kidding. And I think the, okay. So my favorite song on the album is South of Valhalla, but that's not really a very Halloweeny song. Every song on the album is fucking great, uh, but the my my next favorite song and boy do i hope you know what it's about is called volnavia and here it is
Derek Tatum isn't just the administrator of Terror by Gaslight on Facebook. He isn't just the director of the Dragon Con Horror Track, and he isn't just a reliable resource of wit and knowledge. Over the years, Derek has become a great friend and a source of much horror knowledge. So here's a word from Derek about what makes him a fan of horror. How did I become a horror fan? I guess it really depends on your definition of horror. If it's monsters, I've loved monsters for as long as I can remember. A lot of that, I think, stems from the Rimco toys of the, uh, I guess it was the early 80s. I still have all that stuff, too. I'll be taking that to my grave. And perhaps beyond. But as far as actual full-bore screaming horror... I would say it's uh, because of scary stories to tell in the dark. Yes, I'm sure you hear that all the time. And uh, specifically the illustrations by Stephen Gamble. Monsters didn't scare me, but the unknown did. And a lot of those pictures, I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to be looking at. And it did give me troubled sleep. But as things go, over time, I began to wonder why it bothered me. And as I got older, I began looking further and further into the horror realm. And that's how I wound up where I am today. So, that's an abbreviated account of how I got into horror. And, um, I guess, stay out of the dark... All right, Phantomaniacs, uh, this is the Halloween special, so it is time for uh, something special that I have never, ever done before on the show proper. I, I've done it on the minicasts, uh, but I've never done it on the actual show before. Uh, it's time for a live unboxing uh, of a figure that I've been hanging on to for years now, Meaning to review at Halloween on NeedlessThingsPodcast.com. And I just, I don't, part of me hasn't wanted to open it. Part of me wanted to make sure it would be a big deal when it got posted. And quite frankly, at this point in my career as a podcaster and entertainer, uh, I got to tell you, my expectation of anything being a big deal ever is pretty much gone. Uh, so what I'm going to do is open this thing right here live on the show. And you guys can check out pictures on Instagram. Uh, I will be posting pictures up there. I'll put a gallery up in the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group. So please check that out as well. And uh, maybe I'll even put the pictures up on needlessthingspodcast.com and finally post this review uh, if I have time to get it written before Halloween. Maybe I'll put it up on Halloween. I don't know if our pal Beth has got anything planned or not. So what I am opening today is from the Resurrection of Monstrous line of action figures. Uh, these are from Japan, from Hobby Base Yellow Submarine. I don't know if that's who produced them. I don't know if, if that's who imports them or what the deal is. Uh, these are all monstrous characters. Uh, some of them have roots in Universal Monsters. There is one based on Frankenstein. There's a vampire. There's a wolf girl. There is a Phantom of the Opera-style girl. 
And uh, what we are opening today is Knight of Noctilka, I think is the character's name. She is a very clearly a Halloween witch, and I will describe her to you uh, shortly. Uh, the Phantom of the Opera figure is on the back of the package, uh, as well as a variant of this figure, which I actually had not noticed before, that's an all pink edition. But I got to tell you, I prefer this orange and purple and green version because that is much more Halloweeny. Uh, and you know, that's what we're all about here. So let's read the description of Night of Noctilka. What a heck of a moniker that is. In the North Soup Village, there is a rumor lately. There is something going on in the woods. Strange sightings of the psychedelic light covering the forest haunts every night. Another rumor people said, it's a UFO. Aha! Maybe not. That's me, Noctilka. I think that I have to save my hyperaction a little bit. Grandma told me, if you are looking for old magic remedy, you must go to the North Soup Village. So I'm here, but look at this place. Is this place ghost town or what? There's no cool clubs, funky bars, no nothing but some morbid stinking material that I need for my magic. Oh, my name, Noctilka, was named by Grandma, meaning, parentheses, Luminous bug. End parentheses. Perfectly fit with me, right? Year! I want to find the materials ASAP and adios, sayonara, from this outdated place. Hey, by the way, Nui, don't even think to bite that mand ole go gar Parentheses, Mandolagora's scream. End parentheses. C, too late. You guys, I don't know what the fuck I just read, but uh, maybe it meant something to somebody out there. That was completely insane. I almost want to read it again, but I I'm absolutely saving this card back because that's some of the most insane things uh, I've ever read in my life. Way to go, Japan. Okay, so uh, on the back of the package, I'm going to go ahead and read the accessories here to you now because I, I'm not going to do it as I open the figure because there are lots of little tiny accessories in here and they look amazing. So included with Noctilka, which means luminous bug, uh, we have the Memorial Tablet of Ancestor, which is like a jack-o'-lantern. Looks nothing like a tablet whatsoever. Uh, we have Mandola Gola, which is what you're not supposed to eat, that looks like some kind of like tuber, but they're shaped like there are two of them. And they're shaped like people, and one has little boobs. Uh, and one of them is screaming. I guess maybe that's the one she bit or the person she was talking to bit. I don't know if she's talking to herself or to an audience. Uh, magic mash, which are a couple of huge mushrooms. G garlic, which is garlic, only it's spelled G-A-R-L-I-C-K. Uh, 
a dragon's eye, which is a giant eyeball with the uh, stereotypical red, gooey eyeball stuff hanging off of the back. Uh, Gecko, which is spelled G-E-C-K-O-W. Geico would not appreciate that at all. Uh, And then Tsubo, T-S-U-B-O, which is her cauldron and spoon combo. Uh, And then last but not least... Uh, Oh my gosh, do I need my glasses for Nui? N-U-I. Oh, Nui. Nui is the one that took a bite out of uh, Mandalagora. So Nui is her cat, of course, because every witch has to have a familiar. Uh, So there you go. That totally makes sense. Uh, Good job, Noctilka. Great job, Japan. Garlic are for when. All right, so let me set this down and uh, get ready and hang on just a second. All right, here we go. Time to open up Noctilka. Got a big blister, a gigantic blister card here. Like this, in this day and age, this would probably be in some kind of like collector box. But we are looking at like a 13 by 6 card back with a a huge blister on the front of it like even diamond select stuff isn't this huge and uh here we go i've been sitting on this thing for years and i'm opening it up here for you guys now Uh, just pull that card back right off of there i'm gonna hang on to that because that story is incredible or bio whatever your synopsis whatever you want to call it all right here we go we got some Oh, not really a whole lot of new toy smell. Uh, There's a shit ton of stuff in here, so I'm going to turn this back over and pull the front blister off and set it aside. Here we go. Here's... Oh my gosh, that's like weird new toy smell. I've opened these uh, because I've got the rest of the set of of these Resurrection of Monstrous figures. And actually, if you want to go to BigBadToyStore.com, I got a case of them on clearance for i don't remember what the price was but it was ridiculously cheap for a set of like six of these and uh or actually no it might have been more than that because i've given some away as prizes and stuff uh but they're i don't remember the smell being quite this strong but i guess it is okay so we've got everything in here uh we got a few pieces that are not secured by uh, twist ties and i'm looking at the cauldron right now and this thing is great it's actually a hollow cauldron you can maybe hear it a little tappy tap there uh it is hollow it's got flames underneath it that are a separate little rubber piece that look really nice good sculpt on those uh the spoon is fantastic because uh it's actually like you could spoon liquid up with this thing the scoop at the end is actually so deep and so great you could actually if you were very patient you could eat a bowl of soup with this it would just be little little tiny servings at a time uh and then there is a uh, a ring a metal an actual metal ring at one end that i'm going to presume you can hang somewhere on this figure or on something that comes with this figure uh, I'm going to put that right in our cauldron there. And I'm going to pull Nui. Was that its name? I don't remember. Now, let me... i got to look because I feel bad. that, that I, Yes, Nui, her familiar 
that is, I think, designed to drape around her shoulders, which is pretty cool. I like that. Or you can just lay it anywhere uh, around the accessories. Nui is kind of cheaply done compared to the rest of this stuff. Uh, it's a purple cat, which, I mean, if you're going to have a cat, have a purple cat. It's got a little green witch hat on, or more like a dunce cap. And then there's a a, jack, a little tiny painted jack-o'-lantern on its tail, just well, it's like a ring because on the other side, it's it's actually got uh, like a band around it, and the band is actually painted. Now that I'm looking at it, that's really wild. So this purple cat has, and its eyes are painted, I think, kind of blackish. I don't know. It's it's kind of a cute cat, but it also looks sort of dead. Uh, and then we've also got the uh, stones that the cauldron sits on so it actually looks like it's like on the ground on a fire so that's pretty cool it's like a little little fires made there uh we've got her broom which is like the most halloween punk rock badass broom i've ever seen it's got a fantastic paint job uh the the um broom head is lots of different colors it's mostly green with some orange and some black there are spikes around the wrapped handle of the broom there is a little jack-o'-lantern and a little skull i think or maybe a moon i think it's a skull uh on it just sculpted on there and then at the top of the broom there is an axe blade it's not like huge it's a little axe blade but uh it would certainly take your head off were you to run into this lady in the wild in scale this thing is badass. I'm not I'm not like a huge witch guy as far as my enjoyment of monsters and supernatural characters go. Witches aren't super high on my list, which maybe is another reason I've waited so long to open this one. Uh but I got to say a witch with a broom like this is pretty awesome. I'm going to set that down. Uh we've got to pull out our hereditary tablet. What tablet? memorial tablet of ancestor that is a jack-o'-lantern with it pretty much looks like a skull on the front uh and it's got a little indentation on the bottom that makes me think it's probably going to attach to something else that's in this package uh but it's it's one of those sickly like it's not a bright orange pumpkin it almost looks like a squash or a gourd it's that white with sort of an orange wash of paint on it. It, it really looks kind of sickly and diseased and gross, and I'm going to put it down because I don't want to touch it anymore. Uh, okay, we've got a piece of plastic over the tray that is holding all of the smaller accessories in place, like the dragon eye and the little tuber people. And these are all, what is going on here? These are stuck to something. Oh, are these not individual pieces? Oh, that's actually kind of disappointing. Okay, what I'm going to have to do here, I gave you guys a pro tip on a figure review uh, last week, I think it was, or it might have been this week, that if if you are an avid action figure collector, you should have a pair of fingernail or toenail clippers, which you can acquire at Dollar Tree for $1.00. Uh, and, and you're going to need to get new ones every now and then because they do get uh, dull. But use those things to snip twist ties. Don't 
sit there untwisting twist ties, wasting your time, uh, being a big goober. Just get your get your nail clippers and and snip those wires, and uh, just be careful not to snip the toy because that ruins the toy. Okay, her hat just came right out. Uh, the hat's green and purple. It looks really, really cool. It's actually got a face on it that I didn't notice until just now. Uh, there's like a almost an oogie boogie looking face on the top of this hat, and there's stitching all over it. So you can see where the green portion is stitched to the purple portion, and then there are a couple of I think eyeballs maybe just stuck on here for good measure because why not they're either yeah they're those are eyeballs for sure and then there are little pegs on the hat to keep it on her head but we'll get to that in a minute because i got to get her figure out of here first so i'm going to take my trusty nail clippers snip right through that darn twist tie and uh pull knock tilka out of this package now these figures are not fully articulated. They tend to feature maybe five points of articulation. Uh, the show, and they're all cut joints, which is fine. I mean, there's only so much these need to do because uh, they they are little statues essentially. Uh, but we've got uh, Noctilka out of the package, and I'm gonna I'm gonna set her aside and come back to her after we take a look at the rest of her accessories. So I snipped the wire, and there's this like sort of chimney looking piece it's like a stack of it's stacked stones and they look beautiful they're they're absolutely fantastic the sculpt and the paint job on this is really really cool like this is a a realistic looking piece and i'm actually trying to see where the base is did i lose something here because this is clearly meant to plug into something, um, and I don't see anything. Oh, I did. I left a piece on the card back. There is a stone floor that's in a separate little blister glued on. Whoops, glued onto the card back. Okay, so a uh, really nice little stone floor piece it's pretty small which is good because i don't want this thing taking up a ton of shelf space that's that's one of the big problems i have when things come with like these big bases uh you know they're really cool but man what, what you, how much space can you devote to one figure uh but this is cool because this isn't going to take up a whole lot of real estate it's got a stone floor and then your your stone your stacked stone piece uh just plugs right into that very easily it's secure and i uh, could probably pop right out if i really wanted it to but I, I don't need that to happen and now we've got a little cool background diorama type thing for uh noctilka to stand in front of remember that means luminous bug for some reason and uh it's a cool looking piece the only thing that's a little disappointing though is all of these little pieces, the dragon eye and the root people, the, the naked root people and all that, are attached. Oh, no, they do come off. Oh, my gosh. Okay, you guys, this is great. So there's this, like, steel-looking rack attached to the upper portion of the stone, like, wall piece. And all the little 
gimmicks are stuck to it, and I thought they were permanently attached, which was disappointing because the cauldron is so big and open that you know you'd think all this stuff could go in it and guess what it can i'm going to drop a little naked root person in the cauldron oh you didn't hear that at all uh so you can drop all these little magical spooky ingredients into the cauldron and have noctilka make herself a, a witchy brew oh this is great you guys and all these little accessories are so cool the pegs that they attach to have a little uh, uh bump on the end or like a ridge on the end they're like well it's like it's almost like a nail so when you put the little item on there it stays put there's almost a little snap if you can listen whoop well i don't think you heard that either uh sound is not going so well for the noctilka review but all these pieces come off and actually that wire or that metal rack comes off it's not actually metal it's just decoed to look that way but yeah look at this and all the little accessories, the garlic and the, the salamander, or gecko, and the the mash mash pies, whatever they are, magic mash, uh, magic mushrooms, all those little pieces are so nicely painted with tons and tons of detail. They have little wash on the mushrooms and on the root people to give them, uh, to really bring out all the sculpt. Uh, this is really, really nice. I'm very impressed with this thing. Uh, and then finally we get to Noctilka herself. She has little, it's not even really a bra. She's got like jack-o'-lantern faces stuck to her boobs, which look, I'm not going to lie. It's pretty impressive. Uh, she has these wrapped bandage type, uh, opera gloves on with cool, like fuzzy purple and green pieces sticking out of them that look really awesome. Uh, her fingernails are even painted and they're alternating colors she's got purple on her thumb this is her right hand uh which is bare purple on her thumb her next two fingers are green and then an orange and then purple on her pinky what a what a tremendous attention to detail there uh her left hand is i am not going to turn it and which is going to be a problem i'm going to heat this thing up before i try and mess with with that hand because it's turned a weird way but it has paint which means that that rubber or that pvc whatever this is made of could tear i'm not going to take any chances with this because i really don't want to have to buy another one uh she has a skirt on that is kind of a just a torn bunch of torn pieces of fabric sewn together and uh, like the hat you can see the stitching uh, which is very very cool and there are a couple there are little ornaments at the end of the torn pieces of the skirt there's a little jack-o'-lantern there's a little skull there's a little metal hoop going through one of the ends this is you know she is very very dan brereton uh if you're familiar with the artist dan brereton if, if you're not go check him out look him up because he's great uh but this is very reminiscent of his style and and the paint is fantastic it's not just each piece is painted they're washes so her stockings kind of look dirty she's got uh thigh high stockings on that have stitching on them uh and she is i believe glow in the dark 
I cannot get up and get it dark enough right now, but you would assume a luminous bug would be glow-in-the-dark. She has a necklace with skulls and eyeballs and jack-o'-lanterns all over. Uh, This is an incredible figure, you guys. Uh, Just really... We don't get things... American toys have have really improved over the last uh, decade, probably two decades even, but we don't get stuff this cool. We just don't. And if you're if you're like me and you're a big whore for articulation, then I get it. When you look at something like this, you might sort of turn your nose up at it and think, well, it's just a little statue. But these Resurrection of Monstrous figures are so detailed and so great, and they look so good up on your shelf that if you go to BigBadToyStore.com and you can still get a case of these things, I 1,000% recommend you do it. The The price I paid was ridiculously low, but this this figure, her makeup, look at the, she's got orange lipstick, she's got black eyeliner, little eyebrows, her eyes are painted perfectly, she's got a blue, like, tear or something running down the left side of her face. This figure is phenomenal, and again, go to, uh, I think I'm going to put this under the Needless Things account, but I might repost it to Phantom Troublemaker. But follow Needless Things Podcast on Instagram. Uh, join the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group, and I'll put up all the pictures of this just incredible action figure. Uh, on the one hand, I can't believe I waited this long to open her, but on the other hand, I'm glad I did save her for this very special occasion. So, you guys, thanks for listening to this live toy unboxing on the Halloween special episode of the Needless Things podcast. Eighteen seventeen, like here that our lives were forever changed. Things kept getting worse. The sounds in the walls were closer each year. Seems an ancient curse. Would follow us home and straight to our graves She would take different forms They all seem to harm, to kill and to maim We can't escape from this house This hell has to have Yeah.
tried to escape from this house This hell was never a home We can't escape from this house This hell was never a home There's something calling to me It's hiding in the shadows We can't escape from this house This hell was never a home There's something waiting for me That was fucking incredible. That was the Bell Witch from the Casket Creatures' new EP, Folklore, available October 31st or at any Casket Creatures show you can make your way to between now and then. And uh, let's see, today is the 25th, so they probably have at least... 18 more shows between now and the 31st. That's my guess. Something along those lines. Uh, okay, you guys, we got to wrap this thing up. Uh, I've had a lot of fun sitting here and doing this for the last way too many hours. Uh, I, I left work early to get this thing done. Uh, so what happened is I had an original plan, and the original plan got foiled by another podcast deciding that this week's episode was going to be about what my original plan was about. And maybe it's dumb and it wouldn't have mattered and nobody would have cared and I'm sure nobody would have cared, but I just couldn't do it. So I made another plan and my other plan uh, just didn't happen because yesterday was an absolute shit show at work and by the time I got off there was just no way I was going to be able to like be fun and entertaining and think about nerd stuff because it was just too much, you guys. Sometimes it's just too much. So uh, yesterday I decided, I was like, okay, that's not going to work either. What the fuck am I going to do? And I've had this idea, and it didn't quite work out this way. I've had this idea to do a radio show for a long time now. And uh, that's not really what this was. But I I wanted to do a bunch of different things in one show, and I wanted to involve it with music, and and just do a lot of things together that I thought would be cool and would be fun. And you know, if if I'd had more lead time, obviously I could have planned things a little bit differently. I could have, uh, you know, I used to do the Earth Station Boo shows, which by the way, if you've never listened to those, please. Uh, search out Earth Station Boo. They're some of my favorite things that I've ever done, and I wish I still had the uh, the what is the old uh, the kids got gumption. Uh, I wish I still had the gumption to put things like that together with the guests and the planning and the special features and whatever else. But I. I kind of do i kind of have that and that's what this is because i wanted to do something fun and different and special and i hope you guys have enjoyed listening to it and happy halloween to everyone out there there will be no traditional outro for this episode because i want to leave you with something very special in your ears uh something that blew my mind almost brought a tear to my eye it's so just absolutely wonderful it's a new halloween edition 
for a hundred percent sure. This is uh, my pal Jason Wilson, who directed Troublemaker. Which, uh, if you go and look up Troublemaker movie, you can see the trailer for it. Hopefully soon, you'll be able to see the movie itself. We got to finish the festival uh, circuit before we do any kind of actual wide release. Everybody that saw it at Dragon Con seemed to really enjoy it, and I think once you guys can see it, you will enjoy it as well. But uh, this is his his sons are in a band called. Billy Bats and the Maid Men, and they're pretty freaking awesome. I'm actually trying to bring the uh, YouTube. Just fucked me out of where I was. Uh, but anyway, they're great, and they did a song, and it's how I wanted to close this show the second I thought of doing this show. And I hope you go seek out the video on YouTube because it's great it's wonderful it's a lot of fun you need to check it out and you know feel free you know any, any of the songs in this episode if, if you know what you're doing you know how to get a hold of these songs if if you pick up what i'm saying uh so please enjoy this incredible song listening to the needless things podcast you're the best you can find the show on itunes stitcher downcast or in the ears of a trade of vix employee love you mean it Uh uh-huh